This is Clayton for Podcast Radio Business. We're joined by leading TV and documentary director Holly Tarquini, who is strategic advisor to the British Film Institute and presents and produces the F-rated podcast, as well as a film festival in Bath. And we're here to discuss breaking into Barbenheimer and the world of box office buzz and why a career in film and TV is more than just lights, camera, action. Thank you for joining us, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. You're most welcome. You've got quite a portfolio of things that you do, your work with the BFI, your TV and documentary work, and obviously your film festival charity work and your podcast. That's quite a, a handful that you've got there. I don't necessarily do all of them at the same time, although sometimes I do. I do like to be busy and I do like variety. Well, you've got that there. There's no two ways about that. This summer has been an interesting time for film. I've seen people queuing around the block for the double bill of Barbenheimer, as they're calling it, which is Barbie and Oppenheimer. The term blockbuster has really started to exist again in the film industry. And Pink Barbie's achieved that billion dollar mark in just 17 days. What do you think contributes to the enduring love that we Brits have for a trip to the movie? There's nothing quite like it, is there? Watching films communally in a dark room is transformative. It's, I think it is, for me, it's one of the best things in the world. And it's the thing that kept us all going through lockdown was films and television, even though we couldn't watch it collectively. And actually, cinema going really suffered coming out of lockdown. There were a lot of people that just weren't coming back to the cinema and they'd got used to, you know, being able to pause, go and have a cup of tea, go for a pee when they want to, (laughs) those kinds of things. And the joy of Barbie and Oppenheimer bizarrely coming out on the same day It feels as though it's reignited the cinema industry, which we really needed because losing cinemas would be an absolute tragedy. It would it would it would be awful not to have that communal viewing experience. The thing about the cinema is we always think about the stars. We think about the Ryan Goslings and the uh, Margot Robbies or whatever the case may be. But. There's a lot going on. If you've ever sat to the end of the credits of a film, um, and some people do, there's a lot going on there behind the scenes. How do you think that we can ensure these behind the scenes roles receive the recognition that they deserve? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So there was um, there was a bit of research recently that showed that the A-level leavers of this year, there are 53% that would like to work in the film and television industries, but only 18% of them think that's achievable. And 67% only see those roles that you've described. So they see the director, I think, and they see the actors. And even though they know how long the credits are because Marvel films make you sit through them so that you can find out what's going to happen next... (laughs) So everybody can see how many people are involved. I don't think that they there is a good understanding of how many roles there are, how many people there are involved in making a film. So my husband, for example, he got into film through carpentry and now runs a business which makes sets, props, animatronic creatures for film and television. And carpentry isn't an obvious avenue in. We've been looking recently at accountancy as a way into the film industry because 
every aspect, especially of film, requires really good budgeting skills, a really deep understanding of how to read a spreadsheet, and at the very least, basic accountancy skills. And it's not an obvious way in. I think lots of people finishing their A-levels will be looking at creative degrees and courses and not necessarily at accountancy. So there's an organisation called the Association of Accounting Technicians, the AAT, who run a whole range of courses from equivalent of GCSEs, equivalent of A-levels, to all the way up to a professional accountancy qualification and, brilliantly, run apprenticeships, which means that you can earn as you learn so that you get paid while you get the qualification. And then at the end of it, you have uh, no debt, a qualification that is useful in film, television, music, theatre, every creative industry, and is a really useful career path into things, especially like producing. And the producer is basically the person that's in charge of film and television, even though the perception of the public is it's the director. Obviously, the director is the creative force, but actually it's the producer that is there at the inception and all the way through the film's life. It's interesting that you mention two roles there, director, and you also mention accountant. And they figure in films in a way that people might not necessarily understand that Harrison Ford was discovered because he was a carpenter that went to George Lucas's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that story. I used to, I was so in love with Harrison Ford when I was younger. And the fact that he was also a cop, maybe I married my husband because of <laughs> maybe, maybe this is it because, uh, but the fact is then Harrison Ford gets to duplicate, I'm being very nerdy here, gets to duplicate that role in Witness. I know. And and also, he was very attractive when he was being a carpenter and witness. Yes, he was indeed. <laughs> so I'm led to be by the ladies. Um, but it, those things that a people would not necessarily expect to be important to a film, and especially accountants, because people don't necessarily understand that each film is an entity in itself and it's there to balance the books and an accountant is there to assist with that. Absolutely. And you need those skills in all the roles. So when I was making television programs, I was having to create budgets, manage those budgets so that I could decide where money was spent, uh, which aspect, I, you know, whether I spent it on an extra day of filming or an extra day in the edit um, and make sure that I wasn't going over budget because then I wouldn't have been employed again to work on the next one. And in running a film festival, there's not only the annual accounts that I had to prepare every year. So the film festival that I ran in Bath is a charity. Right. Um, so I had to do charity accounts, but also, again, creating the budget, managing the budget um, and delivering on the budget. And I, th I think that people have a terrible perception of accountancy and accounting as a sort of boring, you know, very dull, very straight in every way man in an office in a suit. And I think that is not the case at all. Do you know there are far more accountants in America? Um, women outnumber accountants massively. It's really interesting, isn't it? Well, it, it does show you. Um, and I think the whole point is that being able to balance, manage and organise and pull things together, maybe that's part of it. I mean, because... 
going back to the AAT research, indicates that school leavers should prioritize combining learning with earning. Mm -hmm. So how can the film and TV industry contribute to those alternate pathways and maybe provide valuable learning experiences for those young talents? Yeah, so I think, especially at the moment, what the film and television industries need and want are people that have historically been underrepresented in those industries. Um, And I think there's still, I think the biggest barrier still is class. So I think it's it's less about gender, it's less about um, ethnicity and much ability still is there. So I think disability is a massive barrier, but class is the big barrier. And I think that that has lots of different reasons. But I think one of them is that the industry isn't perceived to be a stable job. And so if you can't afford, if you haven't got the background that can support you while you're doing it and learning it, how do you get into it? And accountancy solves that problem because accountants and bookkeepers are always needed. They always get paid a decent fee, which actually, if you're researching or running or assistant producing, you don't necessarily get a good fee, but you will if you've got bookkeeping skills and qualifications. And so it's a much more reliable way of getting into the industry. Indeed. So what I wanted to ask you as an individual, what have been some of the most important skills which have helped you in your career? Oh, I know that now we're all, well, not all, but there's a lot of kind of neurodiversity coming out. I think that uh, if I was a kid today, I would have been diagnosed as ADHD. And I think actually that's one of my greatest skills as well as one of my major stumbling blocks is that I am really interested in everything, especially things that I don't know about. So wanting to learn about things that I don't know about has been a brilliant skill. Loving spreadsheets and bookkeeping has been so incredibly useful. And I didn't I didn't realise that that wasn't universal. You know, you always think that everybody's like you until you, the older you get, the more you notice that (laughs) everybody's different. Um, So I was quite surprised to find out how many people couldn't read a spreadsheet, didn't understand accounts, um, had no, and so they're not really able to do any kind of business planning or, um, or budgeting. And those skills have kept me in such good stead. Do you feel that to a certain extent that the industry is almost at a crossroads in the way that it's moving forward? In which in which aspect are you thinking? Which avenue? In streaming or in ChatGBT or in pay or in representation or which bit are you thinking? Well, I think basically in streaming to start off with, because that is a lot of people are starting to realize now the streaming feeds into the next question, which was the actors and writers strike in the US. Um, streaming has become a, a bit of a hot potato because obviously, while maybe the accountants are going to get paid because accountancy is accountancy, the writers and the actors are now saying that they are not getting the money that they deserve. Well, they're not. They are quite right, I think, to be on strike. Yeah, it's interesting how unionised America is, because I don't think that's our perception of America, is that it's, we see it as kind of, you know, everybody can be the president. I, I know it's a complete myth and that it's a complete meritocracy. 
which is a complete myth, but that's the perception of it, not that it is a massively unionised country. Um, and so that crossroads of, it's, it seems to be across the world, doesn't it, of we have recently been seeing far more billionaires and trillionaires and and far more people that are very, very squeezed um, and living sort of, you know, on the breadline. And I think that's mirrored by the strike because you've still got all the profits going to a very small number of people instead of all of those profits being shared across all of the people. So I think it is, it's, it's a massive sort of global north issue of what are we going to do about this massive discrepancy between the extraordinarily wealthy and everyone else? So there is a point at which most people will be getting exam results. What would your advice be if that person wants to take on a career in the film and maybe television industry? Yeah, so I've got uh, two daughters, one's getting their GCSE results this summer and one is getting the equivalent of their A-level results this summer. Oh. And they, they're both going to the location to get them. So that's how they're getting them. Okay. Um, and interestingly, my eldest, who she's going to do a degree in film and television, and that's right for her. She she doesn't like spreadsheets. She doesn't like accounting. And I worry for her for not liking those things. I would love for her to be doing an apprenticeship at somewhere like AAT in uh, so that she could be earning and getting a professional qualification, which she could then use across any industry, any creative industry, but also any industry because everybody needs accountants and bookkeeping. Um, so I do think that is a very if so I'm at the moment I'm on holiday with my with my cousin's children and they're much more pragmatic than my children and they would be much more likely to take that advice and say okay no that makes sense what I'll do is I'll go and get this professional qualification which will just get me through the door and then let me learn about the industry learn about the different roles see what's available get to know people because it's still an industry of who you know uh, and thereby work out what I want to do in film and television. So I think it it is it's a brilliant route in for those kids that feel that they can do that. Do you feel that the way that the program suits um on television glamorized lawyers that maybe the AAT should sponsor something like you know figures which would make accountancy seem sort of sexier. Yeah, absolutely. AAT should absolutely fund <laughs> creative programming about accountants. There is, um, do you know Colin from Accounts, which is an Australian series? And Colin from Accounts is actually a dog, but at least it's called Colin from Accounts. <laughs> and it's a great series. It's available on iPlayer. Um, yes, what I was going to say was, have you heard of the Scully effect? No, I haven't. Okay, so the Scully effect is... The X-Files was obviously massive through the 90s and there was a sudden escalation in the numbers of women studying forensic science and the Gina Davis Research Institute for Gender Equality on Screen, it's not quite called that, but it's, it's similar, did some research and they went and asked all these women. So there was a 70% increase in women studying forensic science and they went to them 10 years later and said, 
did Dana Scully from X-Files influence your choices? And more than 70% of them said yes, that watching Dana Scully as a forensic scientist directly influenced them becoming forensic scientists. So the whole, if you can see it, you can be it, is so true. The stories that we see on screen influence our public imaginations of what we can be. And that's why representation on screen matters, because it really matters. Hidden figures, for example, it really matters that we know that black women were at the forefront of computing and science and got everybody onto the moon. We didn't know that story until that film happened. It wasn't in the public imagination. And that film influenced um, young black girls in America to study more maths, have more confidence in their computing skills. It really matters who's on screen. I'm very much aware of how representation does matter. And I can imagine um, the, the the Scully effect watching the X-Files at the time. You know, it was very, very exciting. But her role was of a woman who was very focused, very professional, knew what she was doing and got the job done. And I think it it wasn't a role of any kind of weakness or any sort of simpering behavior. She was very, very good and very, very professional. And I think when you see things like that, in addition to the Hidden Figures um, film as well, people do see what they want to see. And if they see themselves it does inspire you to go out and do something. And I, and I, even though I may jest when I say about the AAT thing, the whole point is nobody's ever perceived accountants to be dynamic or attractive or whatever it is. It, it's never seen as that kind of role, whereas lawyers can get away with that in certain types of law. So maybe that's what needs to happen in order for that to move forward and for that to appear attractive to people. Yeah, we need some kind of young, punky, tattooed accountants on screen, don't we, so that it changes our imagination of what they look like. <laughs> yeah, of, of course. You need people that are just different, who are all different people in a room, who are all accountants, who are all trying to find out where the money's gone to. And you know, we've written the series for them. That's what we've done. <laughs> um, and I think we deserve whatever credit we can get. <laughs> so... Moving forward, we've sort of described uh, uh, an AAT or accounting utopia. What do you see and what are your hopes for the years to come in the film industry? So my hope is that we, by diversifying who we see on screen, who tells the stories that we see, who they're about and how they're represented, as we've just been talking about, that we change our imaginations as well. So that if you hear the word surgeon, you don't immediately picture a white bloke. So that every type of person, every every kind of person is in our imagination, occupying every kind of role. Um, and I think stories absolutely have the power to do that. And that's been my mission for at least two decades is to champion diverse stories on screen and behind the camera. And by opening up different avenues and opportunities into the industry, like accounting, that it will encourage different and new and fresh voices. What's happened since the 90s is that actually it's shut down, especially on that class thing, on a socioeconomic basis. There have been fewer opportunities, I think, 
since the 90s. And there have been, I mean, because of the whole kind of dissolution of the welfare state and everything else that's gone with it and student fees and all of that um, means that we had fewer voices actually in the industry. And what we need is more diversity of voices. Indeed. So where can our podcast radio business listeners go to for more information? So to look at the accountancy qualifications that you can get and that apprenticeship that um, earn as you learn, you need to check out the Association of Accounting Technicians, which is the AAT, to have a look at all the different roles that are available in the film and television industries, go and check out Screen Skills. So Screen Skills is an amazing resource, which has got all of the positions and lots of different ways of getting into the industries. Brilliant. So Holly Tarquini. Strategic Advisor to the BFI, as well as Leading TV and Documentary Director and the Film Festival in Bath. Thank you for joining us on Podcast Radio Business. Thank you very much.